This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's Obehave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Is there a veterinarian in the house? Uh, of course there is, and it's not just any veterinarian. I'm talking, we've got one of the top ones on the planet on our show today. She knows cats. She knows dogs. And her advice has helped millions. Please give pause and applause to Dr. Catherine Prim. Hey, welcome to the show, Dr. Cat. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, folks, does her voice sound familiar? It should. That's because Dr. Prim is the host of not one, but two shows on our Pet Life Radio Network. She is the host of Nine Lives with Dr. Cat, and she hosts Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. And what's also pretty cool about this gal is she is the very first professional in the world of pets to be fear-free certified. Woohoo! That's pretty amazing. How did you get to that status? You are numero uno, and now there are thousands. Well, it's kind of a fun story because I am a single practitioner. I used to be a single practitioner. I was the only veterinarian at my hospital, and I was experiencing kind of some burnout. I thought I was just feeling like I I was losing my passion, I guess you would say, and I won a contest to go to New York, all expenses paid, to go to New York for me and my husband to meet Dr. Marty Becker and to see him record on Good Morning America. And yeah, isn't that cool? So I met him and he's fascinating and just so real and authentic. And I started to watch his social media and go to meetings where he was speaking and he started talking about the Fear Free program and it wasn't launched yet, but he was very inspiring. And so I was waiting for it to launch and I was just waiting there and I sort of know a little bit about launches. And and so I kind of tried to log in a little earlier than I thought it would be publicly available and it worked. So I was able to start my certification program just a smidge earlier than midnight. And I finished my modules at 4 a.m. to become the world's first fear-free certified professional. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of caffeine you poured down your gullet, didn't it? Uh, (laughs) That is a true story. Oh my gosh, we're going to find out more about uh, Dr. Catherine Prim after we pay for this show by taking a quick commercial break. So you guys know the drill, just sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, it's me again. Yep, Arden Moore, host of the Old Behave Show, doing this commercial. You know what I love? I love my cats. I love pet safety cat Casey. I love my sweet Mikey. And I love one-eyed Morty. Each one has their unique personality. Casey's a pet safety cat and teaches pet first aid. Mikey loves to lounge on the couch and purr in your lap. And one-eyed Morty, he's just a purr, purr, purr machine. 
Now, you know what I don't love? Cleaning up the litter for Casey, Mikey, and Morty, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties now when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free. It's free of heavy perfumes, and it reduces airborne dander from scooping. Yahoo! So, what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I have longed to meet Dr. Cat. I love the name. Catherine Prim. That's Prim with two M's because she's mighty and marvelous. And uh, in addition to all of that, she is the owner of Applebrook Animal Hospital in a town that only people like Vanna White just really crave because of all the vowels. What's the name of your town in Tennessee? It's called Ultawa. Ultawa. All right. Just for fun, spell it because I want people to try to guess how many vowels are in that name. (laughs) Well, it is spelled... O-O-L-T-E-W-A-H. Wow, that's four vowels. Do you know what it means? Is that an Indian name or do you know? It is. uh, It is, according to what I've heard, it is a Cherokee word that means owl's nest. And of course, we're in the mountains. And um, I think that that's true because all of the local sports teams and schools tend to have an owl as their mascot. So who knew? You knew I was going to say that. Well, folks, Dr. Catherine Prim, she does uh, really want to get good information out to Uh, not only pet professionals, but pet parents. You know, we were just starting uh, to talk a little bit about fear-free pets, and the timing is perfect because one of the most challenging times for dogs and cats is right around the corner, and we're talking about the 4th of July. So can you tell us a little bit about what it means you're a fear-free pet certified professional? But what's that mean uh, to the dog and the cat? How are you helping them out? Well, Dr. Becker initially recognized that fear, anxiety, and stress, which in the fear-free certified professional world, we just call it FAS, that fear, anxiety, and stress were impacting pets in a very negative way, especially at the veterinary hospital, which is where it kind of all began. And I started to become aware of those things, and I saw the signs of fear, anxiety, and stress written all over my patients. And I love to joke and say, when I was a little girl, I wanted to become a veterinarian. I used to have my little Barbie dolls and and I had a Barbie dream home, only Barbie's dream home was actually an animal clinic. And in my games, never did the pets hide from Barbie. They all were happy to see Barbie. <laughs> and cool. so when I got into practice and the pets were hiding from me and, and they didn't want to come in the front door, it really took a toll on me. And this has made a huge difference for me and for my team. And just get a couple specifics for our listeners. They're like, okay, reducing fear, anxiety, and stress. Are you drugging the pets? What are you doing? How do you get their mood shifted to, ah, to hello, doctor? Well, you know, a lot of people are afraid of quote-unquote drugging, but 
drugs have a role in certain pets, but sometimes it's easier than that. Sometimes it's just the way you approach the pet or touch the pet. Sometimes it's just the way your hospital seems in the eyes of the pet. You have to kind of imagine that you're a little, a little animal and the way you might see the world, you know, from the inside of a cat carrier, for example, or if you're walking into an animal hospital and other afraid animals have urinated on the floor and there's still an odor there, it's like a big sign that says, run, you know, run. This is a fearful, scary place. It's like if you went to the hospital and you could hear other patients screaming and moaning as you came in the door, that wouldn't inspire you to enter for sure. No, no. And, you know, you've touched on something and that's their nose knows, correct? So the power of their scent, I, I think sometimes people don't realize how powerful a dog or a cat's ability to smell their surroundings and make an observation. Well, absolutely. They are very scent and very, they just have a lot of ability to perceive things that we cannot. So a cat can smell 14 times better than a human. And I think dogs are even more than that. It, they're just amazing. So they're tuned into their senses. So when I went on to help author the level two module for fear-free certification, right. we sort of broke it down into the ways that animals can perceive, you know, what they see, what they smell, what they hear, and what they feel. Cats actually have sensors in the pads of their feet for vibration. Wow. So... You know, that's amazing. So here we are, you know, at an animal hospital, and traditionally we had a metal table. So it's cold metal, and metal conducts vibration. So this poor cat is being stuffed in a box, carried in a car, which is full of vibration and noise and scary changes and temperature changes, and then carted into an animal hospital, a traditional animal hospital, where they're set on the floor, and a dog comes and looks in their only escape route. I mean, it was it was just really horrifying, and we just didn't realize it. Veterinarians just didn't realize it. And so what are some things that you could give to help the person? Like, I'm taking Mikey. I got married a, a couple years ago, and I inherited a furry Brady Bunch. So Mikey is a black cat. She's 13, and uh, she's going to see a fear-free certified veterinarian, Dr. Deborah Charles, today. And I got to tell you, she loves the carrier now. But when I got married, she's like, not the carrier! And uh, so is there a few tips and tricks you can give our folks with either dogs or cats to uh, en route to make this a little bit less uh, of a scary voyage? Well, absolutely. And the first step you've already made by choosing a fear-free certified veterinarian, because that veterinarian will be able to provide you with information about making vet visits better. But to the, the pet owners that maybe have, haven't chosen that yet, there is also a resource just for pet owners, and it's called Fear Free Happy Homes, and it's fearfreehappyhomes.com. And there are all kinds of infographics and handouts and videos so that a pet owner can educate themselves to be aware of the signs of fear and anxiety and sort of head those things off. But I think the biggest thing you can do is put yourself in the shoes or the paw prints of your pet. Now, what are they seeing? How would that seem to you if you were small and afraid and could hear and smell and see so much better than a person can? That's really good. We've got a big holiday coming up in the 4th of July. And in Texas here, I'm in Dallas now, we just got a major Mother Nature attitude where we had this major storm that basically took out our power for a few days. 
but it, it was uh, started with 70 mile per hour winds and hail and branches all over the place. And that could turn a big dog into a puddle quickly, right? So are there some tips that you can offer our listeners on how they can maybe help reduce fear, anxiety, and stress in their dogs and cats for the 4th of July or some of these summer storms? Well, I think your first, I mean, this sounds self-serving, but I think your first resource is your veterinarian because they know your pet. So they can tailor a plan to your pet's specific medical challenges or age or breed or species. So your first stop is your veterinarian. But there are some other things. And again, on Fear Free Happy Homes, they actually have this great infographic that tells you all these different ways, you know, that I'm going to mention to minimize fear, anxiety and stress based on noises outside or um, fireworks and that kind of thing. There are things you can use like a thunder shirt or a compression garment. So that follows the same theory as swaddling an infant, Mm -hmm. that our brains respond favorably to that even pressure, that it's comforting. So that is certainly an option. You know, no harm. You can't really do any harm with that. And it's worth a shot, I think. And what would be another thing? I mean, obviously, your dog or cat really is adept at reading our emotional state. So baby talk, good bad or punishing or yelling at a dog that's scared. These are like bozo no-nos, right? Oh, absolutely. Punishment really has no place in management of a fear anxiety response. But the first step is recognizing that it's a fear anxiety response. So perhaps buffering those noises, buffering the, you know, a safe place. I love a safe place. My dog has a safe place that is covered with a quilt. We have a little crate for her that she can go in at will when she feels afraid. And we can drown out scary noises with a fan or even on your device. You might be able to find what simulates a fan if you don't have a box fan. And and they're little free apps. I have them on my iPad. So mm-hmm. buffering the light so she doesn't see the flickering lights, that's very scary to her. So these are all cheap, free, and easy ways that you can make this whole experience better for your pet. Yes, I think that sounds great. Hey, folks, we're uh, speaking with Dr. Catherine Prim. She is a veterinarian that uh, operates at the Applebrook Animal Hospital in Tennessee. She is also a leading expert in fear, anxiety, and stress techniques through the Fear Free program that has been started by the wonderful Dr. Marty Becker. And yep, she is also host, not one, but two shows here on our network, Pet Life Radio. We're talking about nine lives with Dr. Cat and Dr. Cat gone to the dogs. We're going to talk more with Dr. Cat after we take this quick commercial break. So you guys sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Claws up, everybody. This is your host, Arden Moore. And guess what? I wear different collars in the pet world. I am also a master instructor in pet first aid and CPR. And I have some great news for all you. Safety is one of the best skills you can learn for pets that you have and those that you care for from other people. That's why I'm excited to let you know we now have a two-day online interactive pet first aid instructor program. Yep, I have teamed 
up with Pro Pet Hero, and I am your instructor. We use Zoom technology, which is great, so you can be wherever you are in North America. I can tap into you, and we have a class of up to six people at a time for two days, and we teach you all the veterinary-approved hands-on skills to become a pet first aid and CPR instructor. To learn more, please go to ProPetHero.com. This is your chance to be your pet's best health ally. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Dr. Marty Becker, and I'm proud to be part of Arden Moore's Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I have communicated with Dr. Catherine Prim by email. So this is a delight to be able to hear you live a voice. The next best thing is to catch you at a conference or see you in person, Dr. Cat. But uh, you are doing a lot. And folks, in addition to her own practice and hosting two radio shows and being part of the uh, one of the leaderships in the Fear Free Movement for Pets, she also is the resident vet for iHeartDogs.com and iHeartCats.com. You want to talk a little bit about that? You know, that has been a really fun experience. I used to write a couple articles a week for those venues, and um, and it got kind of busy. And like you said, I own my practice, and I speak <laughs> nationally. And so now I'm just sort of a resource for them to reach out, but I still have a little bio page. That has been just a, a really fun partnership to be a part of iHeartDogs and iHeartCats, and I enjoy it a lot. Now, we're, when you grew up, I know you're with the Barbies with your pets, but when did it click to you to say, when I grow up, I'm going to become a veterinarian? Well, you know, I wrote a book, actually, and it's called Tennessee Tales, Pets and Their People. And in the opening chapter, I talk about how I've always wanted to be a vet. And my father, who's now you know, in his 80s, he says that when I was born, if they had opened up my head, a little <laughs> horse would have trotted out. So <laughs> horses were my first passion uh, towards animals. So I thought that horses led me to vet school. But once I got there, I actually found that I'm really drawn and passionate about the care of all animals. Okay. And what's the 411 on your uh, critters at home? What do you have? I have a rescue dog. I have a rescue dog and then a rescue cat. We joke and say that my cat was a foster cat, and he's being fostered now for about three years. So we might classify him as a foster failure because he's not not going anywhere. Let's call him a foster success. What do you think? Because you know what? You figured out he deserves to be with you, right? Well, I couldn't. We were just going to keep him for one weekend. One of my clients found a a litter of kittens. And so I brought him home and I told my husband and my son that he's just going to stay here for the weekend. But it was Friday afternoon when she brought him in and he was really small, his whole litter. And uh, yeah, come Monday, we were like, okay, well, he can stay just a little longer. And then he stayed. So what is his name? His name is Scamper. And I also have a rescue standard poodle that I got from a bad situation. She was very thin and and hadn't been cared for appropriately. And she's the best dog ever. And her name is Skye. So Skye and Scamper are our fur family. It's with an E or just S-K-Y? 
With an E. Okay, just want to make sure. I don't want to run a, you know, get a dog mad at me. How do Sky and Scamper get along? Are they buds? Oh, they're total buds. I think Sky thinks Scamper is her puppy, <laughs> and so um, she looks for him and watches out for him. And I mean, it's just really cute. Oh, that's cool. So it's all right to. So you know, it's better to say foster success, right? Like right. when I when I teach kids at the, I go to the SPCA of Texas and I teach the kids at Critter Camp with my dog and cat, and I, I call them shelter alums because I just think uh, there are some really great shelters out there that are stepping up their game and. It's, you know, your words do matter, whether to a dog or a cat, they may not know what the word is or how to spell it, but with your fear-free training, they certainly know how to interpret your emotional state, right? Well, our body language, human beings communicate verbally, but animals communicate with body language. So they're watching. So if their owner is nervous about taking them to the vet or putting them in the carrier or whatever, they can tell. So you've got to kind of take a deep breath and, and face what you're up to. So yeah, they're so tuned in. So it sounds like you have to fake it till you make it when it comes to uh, your emotional state, right? So how do you how do you get yourself from not being nervous? Do you, that deep breath helps? I think a deep breath helps. <laughs> I think that having the resources where you feel confident that you're addressing these things, you know, looking at the fear-free things, talking with your veterinarian, I think building your confidence helps completely with this issue. Well, that sounds good because I think there's a lot going on at the other end of the leash or the other end of the carrier. And and speaking of carriers, is there some tips you can give people when they have uh, little dogs or they have cats in their carrier and they're bringing them into the vet clinic? I feel like the cat or dog feels like they're on a bad cruise ship. So how Absolutely. do you, how do you well, properly I, um, carry them in? Well, you don't swing them. You know, you, they have the handle on the top. And people can swing them, you know, like a little girl skipping along with her basket. You don't want to do that. You want to put both of your hands under the carrier and keep it as level as possible. And, and you don't want to tip it and you don't want to swing it because, yeah, you're, you're right. It could feel like a bad cruise ship if you have too much motion in there. Yeah, motion ain't good for a pet coming in. All right. Well, that sounds good. Now, the other thing that sometimes there is a connection to, and you're the veterinarian, not me, but... You'll see that a, a dog or a cat are having a little uh, digestive issues, and it may be a medical condition, but talk a little bit about how stress can really upset a tummy. Well, stress causes the release of hormones inside the animal, and these hormones can change things. If you think about how an animal has to exist in the wild, they kind of have to develop a survival mentality, like a, a fight or flight situation. So when you box your cat up and take them to the vet, they're really on high alert. But that can be a detrimental response if it goes on too long. So like, for example, in a boarding situation or when you get a new pet, then you should certainly talk with your veterinarian about ways to sort of make that a little easier, make that transition better and create a better environment inside your pet's body so that the stress hormones are minimized and don't do bad things instead of what they're really meant to do. So one, I guess a, a big no-no is to make a dramatic switch, especially for cats in a diet. Let's say you, you were getting product A and oh my gosh, at Costco or Sam's, there's a big bargain price on product B and you just abruptly shift the diet to your cat or dog and then your cat is erping on the floor. So why is it, what's happening if you make a, you know, a dramatic shift in switching diets? Well, you want to make changes, any kind of change you want to make gradually because 
animals process stress differently and, and a sudden change, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, your your pet's diet and food, they depend on that for survival. So I usually recommend, uh, we call it the 3-3-3 rule. Okay. You go one-third of the new food and two-thirds of the old food for three days. And then okay. you go half and half for three days. And then you do one-third old food and two-thirds new food for three more days so that the transition is is smooth. And 333 is easy for my clients to remember. Okay. And because what's happening inside that belly when there's a different food coming in in a bigger well, quantity? The bacteria that your pet depends on in their gut to help them digest food are pretty picky. And we can change the environment of the bacteria and that will create an overgrowth of a colony of bacteria that hasn't been there before or just a change in that balance and that can cause diarrhea and stomach upset and nobody really wants that. No, I love to hear the word diarrhea on my show. All right. (laughs) I'm here to serve. (laughs) So slow and steady and the 333 rule can help dogs and cats make a switch, right? Absolutely. It can smooth it out. And talk to your veterinarian, too, about things like probiotics and that kind of stuff, because your veterinarian is an excellent resource to help you and your individual pet. Probiotics and prebiotics, those seem to be the buzzwords these days, but you need to uh, shop smartly, correct? Yes, absolutely. There are resources out there, and of course, your veterinarian is one, but unfortunately, there are charlatans in the world that pick up on these buzzwords and then try to capitalize on that. And so you want to do your research on any product that you give to your pet and talk with your veterinarian because there is certainly an opportunity for your money to be taken and maybe even your pet to be hurt. So yes. So when you're talking about probiotics and prebiotics, these are just uh, when chosen smartly, they really are supplementing what they're eating that may not be in the diet necessarily. Or how would you describe the, the role that pro and prebiotics play? Well, there's a lot of really cool research that that discusses how the bacterial balance inside of our gut is actually a part of our well-being, that our brain chemistry can depend on that balance. So probiotics and prebiotics just help make the flora of the bacteria in our guts or our pet's guts a little more positive and a little more balanced. So yeah, I think it's a really good idea. The research is indicating that it's a really good idea and it can't hurt as long as you you choose wisely. Speaking of choosing wisely, I, I was at uh, Global Pet Expo earlier this year. I got to see Dr. Marty. We were in the new uh, pet product area goofing around when we met. But what was really uh, noticeable are all the CBD products that are coming out there for pets. And as a veterinarian, it, it seems like it's the uh, the hot popular topic, you know, we're talking about, uh, and it's supposed to be curing everything. What's your cautions about uh, using CBD oil? And we're not saying that our pets are smoking a joint, but can you help out a little bit from the veterinary standpoint? I can. In fact, veterinarians in my state were not supposed to discuss it. It was governed by legislation and only recently have we been able to discuss it. But I can tell you a personal story. I have a friend whose father, human father, is suffering from ALS 
And so, obviously, she was very desperate to do anything that might help him. So, she started looking into CBD oil and she found a couple of products, but she's super smart and very scientific. So, she sent the products that she was going to give to her father in to have them independently tested because she didn't want to create any problems for him. Right. And actually, they tested positive for things like lead. Oh, my gosh. Um, it is an unregulated industry. And so you have to be super duper careful. There are products on the veterinary market that have a certificate of authenticity of testing. So you have to do your research because it just frightened me that she could have given her father who's already ill something with lead in it. That's just very scary to me. And you're as a veterinarian, you're getting more and more people that are thinking about, well, if it's good for me, it's good for my pet. So is that something now you ask in a, you know, when you're taking uh, the, the history of the pet, what are you doing giving your pet, you know, what things are you giving to your pet besides food and the medications? Is that kind of entering the conversation for you? We always ask about nutraceuticals and supplements because there can be drug interactions. And if you don't really know what all herbs and things a pet is on yet, you need to know that for sure. All right. When you have like three seconds a week to have fun, what's something you like to do? Well, I, I love to kayak. And so I head out on the river. Fortunately, in Tennessee, we have lots of rivers and lots of waterways. And it's just extremely scenic and beautiful with the mountains here. And so I just like to be outside whenever I can get there. That sounds good. So how do folks find out how to reach you more? I know uh, you have your website, which is D-R-P-R-I-M-M. That's for drprim.com. But uh, what's some other ways that people can find you? Well, my biggest way is on Facebook because okay. Catherine Prim DVM is a Facebook page and a lot of followers and I get, it's just fun. I have a lot of conversations. People post things on my wall and I get an opportunity to answer. And I think that any person that has a question, other people have the same question. So okay. I just try to either answer it or provide a resource for good information. And I know that's what you do as well. And that's why I do the podcast because there's so much bad information out there. I just want to be a source of good podcasts positive information for pet lovers everywhere. Well, again, and I want you all to tune into her shows here on Pet Life Radio. We're talking, of course, the shows are called Nine Lives with Dr. Cat, which I think is hilarious because that's with a K, and Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. Too bad your middle name wasn't Bowser. Then you could have a cat and a dog name in your name. <laughs> yeah, I need to talk to my mom about that. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Hey, I really feel honored to have you as a guest on our show. And uh, folks, here is the real deal. She's there to help you and your dog and your cat. And she's stepping it up for pets everywhere. And again, I want you to check out the Fear Free Happy Home site. Uh, Dr. Prim is the uh, first of many that have been certified in this program. And it's really making a difference in the lives of our pets. So I really thank you for being a guest on our show today, Dr. Kat. Hey, thanks for having me. It was fun. All right. And I also want to reach out and salute our producer, Mark Winner. He is the one behind uh, the success of all the shows on Pet Life Radio. This is the largest network on pets on the planet. And I can't wait till we uh, do a satellite one on the moon. Just teasing. But you never know. Things can happen. So until next time, everyone, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four Lakers out there. Oh, behave! 
coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.